Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and I'm your host, John June. And of course, on this lovely Wednesday evening, got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good? What's good? Oh, man. You know, I'm just ready ready for week four. You know, I'm excited. Uh, got some uh, good teams going into the week. Uh, I was I was going through a lot of my teams this week, sent out a lot of trades today. So hopefully, I already got rejected twice. So, I mean, you know, it's it's it's, it's tough out here, you know. <laughs> but uh, all you need is one, really, for, for you to make your day for a good trade to happen. Yeah, man, I'm over here trying to send some offers as well. Um, not getting them done in, in our league of our league of record here, the league of extraordinary people. Trying to make some some minor upgrades to some spots here. You know, just it's the aggregation of these marginal gains, right? That's that's what that's what I'm striving here for with my fantasy team, just trying to build it up to a, a championship contender. But uh, we got to take it one week out of a, one week at a time, and this week we are going. It's Thursday night football. We're previewing the game here. But, of course, as we do every Thursday night preview, we also give our streams of the week. And we're also going to talk about uh, some strategy today. You know, we're going to do this more often during this uh, this show. It's a little bit one of our shorter episodes. So we have a little bit more leeway to have some interesting conversations. So today we're going to talk about strategy that you can gain from your your opponent's lineup and, and maybe even the vice versa of that. So uh, before we get into that, let's jump into these streams of the week. So, Greg, who is your quarterback stream of the week this week? This week, I'm going with Jared Goff going against the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, he had a struggle last week. It was the first game he actually didn't throw a passing touchdown. But before that, he had five passing touchdowns on the year. So he's been having a, a, a really good fantasy year. I mean, as far as, you know, good fantasy season, um, he's always in negative game script. So he's getting that high yardage count. Uh, also throwing at a high mark. Every pass, you know, has over 30 pass attempts in each game. Uh, 57 in that first game. So uh, a game where they'll be probably be more competitive against Chicago. I think it'll be a little bit back and forth. Uh, Chicago is also, you know, susceptible in the secondary to as long as they get it out and get past that pass rush. I think there'll be opportunities for Jared Goff. Um, and yeah, he's a good quarterback to stream. He's only rostered in 14% of the league. So he's definitely out there. No, Jared Goff is definitely a, he's he's a solid play man. He's been the quarterback 14 through three weeks, uh, so you know he's he's bringing definitely some value there. And if he's available in, in leagues, makes a, a nice streaming option. I'm actually going to go with Taylor Heineke, and he is eight percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. That is a very small amount. So low, uh, so low. Going up against Atlanta, playing in a game where one and a half point favorites on the road in a dome. Uh, their defense hasn't been great. The Washington defense hasn't all year, so it could have some some potential back and forth to it. Uh, he's been the quarterback 14 since taking over for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He also gets it done with his legs as well, as you showed last week, scrambling for a touchdown run. So I like Taylor Heineke, and I think he's uh, definitely brings some stream, stream of value this week. Yeah, you got to love Tyne Heineke. Every game he's, he's balled. You just haven't said... Oh, Taylor Haneke had a, a real bad game yet, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, Greg, who's your tight end stream of the week this week? 
I'm going with my guy Tyler Conklin. Unfortunately, I just found out that he wasn't practicing today, so kind of brings down my news. You know, he has a elbow issue going on, but hopefully he's able to go. Uh, this guy's getting a you know good decent amount of work from Kirk Cousins, who's a good fantasy quarterback, a good quarterback in general. He's on pace for 85 targets this year. Got eight last week, um, so he's getting you know a, a good volume uh, for a tight end range that you probably is free. He's only uh, rostered in nine percent of leagues. Going against Cleveland, uh, Minnesota offense has been just lighting up right now. So I think Tyler Conklin, if he's able to go, is a good add. Yeah, no, I definitely like that one there. Um, I'm going to go, like, I, I promise you, he's he's available in your league. Tommy Tremble, the tight end of Carolina. I brought him up on the waiver show. We did. Uh, 1% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Uh, goes up against Dallas. Dallas allows the second most PPR points to the tight end position and the starting role in Carolina. Now tight end is up for grabs. Uh, Dan Arnold was traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Tommy Tremble, the third round pick from this past spring is in line to soak up some opportunities. I'm always going to take a shot on athletes. That's, that's just what I do. And I'm, I'm doing it here with, with my guy, Tommy Tremble, who, um, you know, don't forget Christian McCaffrey. He will, he will not play in this game. So there's some targets available here at the tight end position, and I think Tommy Tremble will soak some of those up. Yeah, definitely like that. Greg, your defensive stream of the week this week. I'm going with Green Bay's defense, at which is 23% roster, going against this Pittsburgh the, uh, offense. Um, Pittsburgh, who might be without Deontay Johnson. Uh, Big Ben needs literally needs all the help he can get. He's been struggling so much this year. Uh, you and you know that Green Bay can get some turnovers. Um, they were able to get some last week uh, and, and the week before. Um, they got a pick six with Tyron Matthew. So uh, Ben, who is <laughs> pretty mobile at this point in his career, uh, sacks are definitely here to come. Definitely, brother, definitely. And I'm gonna go with Dallas, man. They're 15% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Look, fantasy managers are getting sharper and sharper. We couldn't just put out Tennessee, who play the Jets, or Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Yep. Jacksonville. <laughs> like we couldn't do it because they're like over the 50% mark that we like to use on the show. So we got to dig deep here. And if you play in a competitive league, you probably have to dig deep too. So Dallas, 15% rostered. They get to go up against Sam Darnold and Carolina Panthers offense. Who again? This game will will could be high scoring, uh, but at the same time, we haven't seen Carolina play in negative game script. Carolina's played; they're the the only team in the league that's played their entire season with a lead. They have not trailed in any game at any point at all. So, uh, some negative game script, some opportunities to force Sam Darnold to either turn the ball over via sacks or interceptions, some way somehow. This Dallas defense is actually uh, pretty good. They're young, they're fast, they're aggressive. I like that in my defenses, and I like them this week. Yeah, definitely like that one. Added them actually in the league of extraordinary people, so you already know you're making a good choice right there. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, man. And uh, moving on to this game, man, Thursday night football, Thursday, 8.20 p.m., the 0-3 Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Cincinnati. Paul Brown Stadium to take on the two and one Cincinnati Bengals. This is a 46 point total. The Bengals are seven and a half point favorites. In terms of the weather, it's supposed to be okay. In terms of injuries, wide receiver T. Higgins, he is out with a shoulder injury. That's two two games in a row now for him. 
Uh, Jesse Bates, he is the safety for Cincinnati. He's out with a neck injury. Um, and then Xavier Sua Filio, uh, Filo and Chudobi uh, Awuze, uh, cornerback and left guard, they are both doubtful in, for this game. Uh, for Jacksonville, Josh Lambeau, the place kicker, he's out for a personal reason. Defensive lineman Roy Robertson-Harris is also out. And then Trey Herndon is out with a knee. He's a defensive back. Greg, what do you have in this matchup here? In this game, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Bengals to cover. And I'm going to take the Bengals to win. Um, yeah, it's still kind of weird. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville was to get the first win. Thursday night football produces some weird results sometimes. But I think Cincinnati is, is the better team. Their defense is playing better. Uh, and I think they get it done. Uh, on the Cincinnati side, um, Joe Burrow, I think, is only in two quarterback conversations. Uh, I think he does have a favorable matchup, but I think he's a high in QB2 in this one, so that, that's that's good. Um, he's got Jacksonville secondary, no T. Higgins, so he's going to have to rely again on Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. Uh, Boyd has six targets. He led the team in targets. Uh, Jamar Chase had five, but Jamar Chase is getting most of that important work, which is in the red zone, getting the touchdowns, getting the deep balls on those goal routes. So Jamar Chase is definitely the receiver you want right now, especially without T Higgins uh, with some, I think strong wide receiver two in this one, wide receiver two upside Tyler Boyd, I think is a solid flex option. Uh, you also did get a touchdown last week. So you, you like that for sure. Um, but Jamar Chase is the more upside uh, as far as the running back, Joe Mixon RB one option for sure. He's getting some of the top volume in the league um, and on Jacksonville side, it's pretty tough. James Robinson had a good week last week, so I think you can play him as a, a solid RB2. Uh, and also DJ Shark, he also played well last week. I think he's also got some great solid wide receiver three value uh, with some wide receiver two upside. Yeah, I think this uh, – I'm going I'm to take the under here. I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover Cincinnati one. I think this game probably could be a little bit slow here. The the Bengals aren't throwing nearly as much as they have under Zach Taylor. Uh, I think they were throwing, they were dropping back almost 40 times a game last year, over 40 times a game last year with Joe Burrow quarterback. This year, it's it's under 30, up, uh, near 25 dropbacks. Uh, I think Joe Mixon, great spot here, top five option at the position this week against Jacksonville. Uh, Joe Burrow. Like you were saying, he's in the quarterback two territory for me this week. First off, I don't think they really need him to really be the guy there uh, this week because I don't think Jacksonville is really going to keep it competitive. Um, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, I think they're both in wide receiver two range, but Chase has that high upside that we know, mm-hmm. you know as the big play threat. Um, but Tyler Boyd is always going to be an option in this offense, especially when there's only two wide receivers yeah. um, to, to, to really – to really make a, uh, a big play or have a big week uh, for Jacksonville. James Robinson's back to seeing that volume again. So he's definitely an RB two for me. Uh, Cincinnati, they've been a pretty good defense overall, especially against wide receivers. So I'm actually going to mostly stay away from this Jags pass offense. I think there's plenty more other games with higher, with more points and better offenses to try to really attach yourself to. Um, but you could take a shot on on any one of these guys. Marvin Jones too, actually, is he's been pretty consistent this year. So yeah, he's been he's been steady. Um, Greg, that's all I have as far as this matchup goes. This one's really easy. Not yeah, really, I mean, not too exciting. Bengals, it's Jags. Like, uh, yeah, it the, should <laughs> be exciting, right? Like, 
You got two number one overall picks. That's true. Right? Like two former national championship quarterbacks. I don't think Trevor ever won a Heisman. But Joe Burrow, the trifecta, we like to call him, won the Heisman. So um, it's it's the storyline is intriguing-ish, I guess, right? Oh, wait, uh, Urban Meyer having some history with Joe Burrow from being from, you know, Ohio State together. Joe Burrow transferred from Ohio State to um, LSU. But there's some added storyline there as well. But again, The Bengals come out 3-1. and one. That, That'd be definitely intriguing for, for them. You know, a good start from a team that would be a surprise coming into this year. Yeah, man. I mean, the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, um, they're basically fighting for that number one spot in the AFC North. The Steelers are definitely not fighting for that position. They're fighting that uh, quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Um Greg, you got a bold prediction for us this for this Thursday night game. Oh, and this game, ooh. Wow. Uh I'm gonna go with the run game here. I I do love me some Joe Mixon, you know, it's my start of week week one. I think he gets two two tutties here. Two tutties. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I like this because I got a Joe Mixon pro bold prediction here. Uh, puts up a 30-burger in PPR leagues. Ooh, I like that. I like that. That's <laughs> Joe Mixon's that guy, man. Uh, I'm, I'm glad people, he's showing people wrong. Uh, all, the, all the haters out there for Joe Mixon. Yeah, man. All the hate for Joe Mixon just washed away. <laughs> Love this, man. Go. Hey, you might even be able to go buy him, man, because there's people who still don't like him. True. You're going to get hurt at people saying all that, you know, like, yeah. Oh, Samaj P. Ryan and, yeah. <laughs> and Chris Evans played last week. Joe Mixon. All right, man, let's get into this, uh, this, this strategy portion here, Greg. So do you – this question came from a good buddy of mine, Charles, sent it to me over DM. If you guys have questions, by the way, send them over. We will absolutely take them, whether you, you know, whether you want to DM – me personally or Greg personally, uh, I'm at JR Football Nerd on all social media platforms. Greg's at we underscore made it on Twitter and G Money underscore Truth on or sorry, I said that backwards. We underscore made it on Instagram, G Money underscore Truth on Twitter. Or you can just message directly to the show at FF Diagnostics. But question came uh, courtesy of a good friend of mine, Charles, asked, do we, Greg, do you look at your opponent's lineup before the week or during the week um and what valuable information if any do you gain from doing that so um usually after i just either win or lose my last week i look at i'm really focused on my roster at that point i'm like seeing who i would need to add and waivers uh seeing what i need to do i really don't look at the other teams matchup probably until like before thursday night starts um so I, I do look at it. I look at their projection, um, even though projections are pretty off sometimes. Uh, but I look at their main players. Like if they have a Mahomes, I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be one of those weeks. Like I got to put up some numbers uh, or like a Kittle or, you know, a Darren Waller. Um, so I do look for those stars that they have and maybe adjust slightly if I need a more boom play to like match it. Uh, if I'm projected to lose by a lot. Because the projections are are inaccurate, but if you're if it's a huge gap between them, that's kind of a tell that you're not probably the favorite in the in the in that. So I usually go 
and see if I can make them sit start moves based off that. Just only in my flex though, nothing as my core. I don't really go crazy. Yeah, there's a there's a few things I take out of it. Honestly, um, you know, I I have the same process as you, right? Where like that, even that, I might even be a little bit earlier, right? Like that Friday, that Saturday, I'm looking to the next week. Yeah. Because if I can grab a defense or something, yeah, right there that hasn't played yet, then I might do that. Or if I have a bye week coming up, you know, try to get ahead of those bye weeks. Yep. And get the players before before you need them so you don't have to spend that fab or that waiver priority on them um but one of the things i like to do when looking at my opponent's roster is you know again like you said looking at the projections seeing like okay do i need you know high do am i playing a really good team uh do i need to uh put a you know do i need to take some more risk in my starting lineup um you know there was a situation greg you and i were playing against one another in week one and I had told you, like, yo, have you seen all these game stacks within our, our yeah, matchup? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is another thing I'll take away from it, where is if, if there's a game, um, you know, if there's a game, like, and I did this a couple of years ago, I, you know, I, my opponent had Mike Evans in his lineup, and I had, I had picked up Jameis Winston to stream. And I was like, okay, well, you know, um, Mike, like, my opponent was, you know, had a better team than me at the time. I was projected to lose. I'm like, all right, Jameis Winston in the high over under. Uh, Mike Evans is probably going to catch most of those points, but let me try to find somebody. Let me try to like leverage that some way somehow. So I end up picking up Scott. Uh, I don't. It wasn't Scotty Miller. It was Adam Humphreys at the time, and Adam Humphreys ends up catching two touchdown passes from Jameis Winston, and I ended up winning that little battle with that little game within the game because I ended up trying to leverage some of these opportunities mm-hmm. it was a risk but it was mm-hmm. a risk i needed to take because my opponent was projected more points than me this game had a high total and i was mm-hmm. like i already have the quarterback let me try to get another piece from this game so that if it falls another way i can win um and then and, i also yeah sorry go ahead. Go ahead. no yeah i was saying now now the crazy counter to that which is crazy i've only seen it in the league of extraordinary people where I think this is innovative. I've never probably seen this in, in other fantasy leagues where now their players are taking them out of their starting lineup. So now other people can't see the projections and it's really it really messes with other people's opponents. They don't know what their final score is going to be. They just see a bunch of bench players uh, on the bottom and they can't really see how they can assess their team. It's- yeah, no, that's a really good one too where you just don't submit the lineup until the yep, last minute. Until the last or- minute. You know, you just let them, you let them uh, just kind of like, oh, man, what is his lineup going to, what are the yep, lineup yep, going to look like? Yep. <laughs> uh, who are they going to start? You know, um, I, I like, I always like that one. I've been actually doing a twist on that one, which is when I play in my <laughs> leagues, like where I know I'm playing with somebody who might be a little bit more casual than the, than the rest of my league mates. I'll just set a dummy lineup where it's just like... <laughs> It's like so they don't think they have to try as hard. They won't go look to waivers to try to find something else. Ooh, ooh like that, <laughs> like that. That's let, pretty good. Let them think they have it in the bag a little yeah, bit, yeah, and then yeah. on Sunday we just go super sane, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like, uh, I really like that one. Um, and on top of that, you could play some defense too, right? Like let's say I know I'm playing Greg next week, and he's not going to have a quarterback or a tight end. Uh, or he doesn't have a defense like I might go block him on waivers by mm-hmm. by picking up the the top streaming option ahead of him so that's another advantage you can get looking for looking at your opponent's uh, lineup 
Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely when legal Scherner people, we all should have just got Jacoby Brissett when Tua went down for uh, Rob's team. So we could have blocked him. That was just an opportunity for us to take down a top team. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, look, there's always some um, there's always some cons in doing that. Right. Like if somebody had to carry an extra, you know, an extra quarterback, you were going to have to drop something or whatever. Right. right? So, uh, you know, you there's there's definitely pros and cons to it. But whoever was playing them had all the incentive in the world. Yeah. To block him. In the two quarterback it, league. Yeah. To me, a roster spot is worth the win. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anything else on this topic, Greg, on this subject here? No, it's uh, definitely an interesting topic, Um, you know. We always look at that, you know, uh, athletes do it all the time. They say they don't look at the scoreboard. They do. I mean, we do the same thing for other scores. So, yeah, um, it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, well, yeah, we're, we're going to be definitely be doing more of these. You know, we did a, a buy low last week. Today we're doing strategy. So if you have a question, uh, we'd love to do it based on your questions. So, again, you can DM us, message us your questions. Um, but if not, then we'll just come up with a topic or discussion or uh, maybe even some some buy lows, uh, sell highs, some sell candidates, cut candidates, snip, snip candidates. Snip, snip time, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, you, Ronald Jones is already a snip tip, by the way. Just, just like, <laughs> that's the only one I'm for sure on before even week four. <laughs> before week four? Yeah, before but week four. Just hold them on the weekend just in case, you know, Leonard Fournette, Giovanni Bernard's already at MCL. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just, all right. You know, you know. Um. <laughs> See, they gotta, that's, how you, that's how I get the story to reel you back in, Greg, you know? I know. Crazy. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Until next time, we will catch y'all tomorrow as we break down the 1 p.m. games. So make sure you catch that. And then obviously later in the week, you will be catching the remaining, the breakdown of the remaining games as well as our starts of the week, as well as Get Money, where... Greg got his first win this week. Yes, sir. Thank you, Cooper Cup. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we we look forward to it. We appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all are subscribed to the podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you may be listening. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so you know when that new heat is dropping. But until next time, y'all, peace. We out.